This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, quits to his right, gets to the 20. He's on the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the fourth tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the right side. Another fun-filled episode. This is going to be a show full of energy, full of enthusiasm, and full of hot takes and opinions. So you guys aren't going to want to miss this one. But before we do any of that, I got to run through these formalities. Talk to my man, Brian. We're going to give the other guys some time to jump in here, and we're going to have some fun, all right? So first and foremost, if this is your first time here on this channel, please make sure you guys hit that like and subscribe button, as well as turn on those notifications so when we bring you guys breaking news and impromptu videos, you guys don't miss a thing, okay? Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Twitter and Snapchat. Those handles are nothing but nine ERS. The numbers, nothing but nine ERS. We also have Facebook and Twitch. And Instagram, and those are nothing but Niners that are spelled all the way out with no numbers in there anywhere. I am your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL. And then on this side of me is my right, but pointing to my left is my man Brian. He is stater underscore Niner. B, what's going on, man? Long time no see. It always seems like that, doesn't it? Like every time. Mm -hmm. It's like <clears throat> missing shows and stuff like that just because the schedule changes and things. Got the kids in soccer and stuff. So it's a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts right now. So, you know, hopefully we can get back on track. <laughs> Yeah, man. No, I completely understand how it goes, you know, um, with ballet and stuff. And look, talk about changing schedules and moving things around. It's Wednesday and it's late. We don't right, usually right. do shows on Wednesday and we definitely don't usually start this late. So it's a, it's a challenge for everybody. I saw some apologies in the chat already. People saying, hey, guys, we try to stay up. I got to take it down. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, we, we didn't get to, to you guys last night, but here we are tonight. And we're going to bring you guys another show this week. We just don't quite know when i'm not sure if it'll be tomorrow or friday but we will definitely do our best and we will bring you guys one more show this week um and it's not going to be the preview show before the game you know the same day so you guys don't have to worry about that there 
Uh, I'm going to pop my guy, uh, Nick, in here in a second and see how he's doing. There he is. What's going on, Playboy? What up, what up, what up? My man, my man. So we're just checking up right now. You know, we're just getting in here. We haven't touched any topics, any conversations or anything. How you feeling over there? I mean, I know you just got done talking for two hours, but <laughs> how you doing, man, for the people who, did, who didn't get a chance to get in there? What's going on? I'm doing good, man. Just getting home from work, chilling, and uh, <clears throat> ready to attack the day tomorrow. So, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, there's a lot of people out there who can't get enough of 49ers talk. They are subscribed to every podcast. Uh, if someone's going live somewhere, they want to watch it and they want to listen to it, and that's cool. So I'm going to tell you guys a little secret, okay? Nick has been doing this thing on his Twitter and on nothing but Niners Twitter account. Uh, it's called um, Twitter Spaces, where you can go live and you just talk with a whole panel of people. Uh, before we did this show tonight, there were like 58 people in there. Uh, so make sure you guys are following the Twitter handles, okay? He's 49er Faithful365, so you guys should be definitely be giving him a follow because he's doing it. He he said he did it Tuesday. He did it today. Uh, he was like, oh, maybe we'll do it every Tuesday. I'm sitting here thinking, bro, we got a show on Tuesday. What are we right. talking yeah, about? Yeah, do but I'll be at work. Time. I'll be at work, so. No, I know. It's all good. It's all good, though. So, yeah, make sure you guys get over there and give everybody a follow on those platforms. And that's going to include my man, Wayne Breezy. Let's get him in here and uh, make sure. Uh, there he is. Wayne, what's going on, big dog? How you doing? Yeah, I got 20 minutes. See, he, he, he always trying to give us a time limit. Yeah, uh, yeah. A, a Yo, time limit. Yo, got 20 minutes. <laughs> y'all got a uh, me. Y'all could be on as long as y'all want. Look at look at my man, man. He ready to go to sleep. He oh, 20 minutes. I saw the remote in your yeah. hand. What you playing, yeah, Wayne? It's gonna keep me up for the 20 what, what minutes. What quarter are you in? <laughs> Yo, man, these challenges this year are a little rough, man. <laughs> Yo, Yo you, you bought the new Madden already, bro? Oh, yeah. Don't I heard man. it was I heard it was boo-boo. So breezy. I don't know why people are saying it's boo-boo, man. It's it's really dope, y'all. I wish I could sh I could show it to y'all. Like it's official. Okay. Earlier. When you went, when we before we ended the spaces, you were like, "God dang it! I just needed one more interception." Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yo! I, I couldn't complete that joint, yo. I had to, I only got one star on that joint, yo. I'm a little mad, so I'm trying to get these two stars. I'm like, yo, they used to make it where it was hard to get five stars. Now it's hard to get two stars. So they definitely upgraded the the CP usage in this joint. All right. All right, now listen, guys. I'm going to start today's show off a little different. I got a message for podcasters here. I've been this is something that's been sitting on my chest for a while. Uh, I've been getting really, really annoyed, and as the time is going on, I'll be honest with you, it's getting worse. Nick is sitting over there with a smirk on his face, um, but specifically with 49ers podcasters. Now, Wayne, you're a 49er podcaster. Take it personal. Don't take it personal. Don't hey, man, take I, it personal. There you go. It ain't one of them days for me, but I get it. You know, like, but you know, here's the thing, man. I watched a video of a well-respected 49ers podcaster. I heard him say this. I watched a video of a of a hate me or love me 49ers uh content distributor, and he said the same thing. Uh, I'm 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 hearing it on different podcasts and all that stuff, and I'm going to tell you, I, I, I got to be completely honest with you guys. I think 49ers content providers are extremely selfish, so short-sighted, and ungrateful for the situation that they're in right now. I have heard so many different content providers say, and I quote, 
I can't wait for this quarterback controversy to be over so we can move on. I am tired of talking about it. I can't begin to tell you guys how much that pisses me off. As someone who has been doing this for going on five years now, this time of year, you are begging for content, for something to talk about that is going to keep your viewers engaged, right? We finally get the hottest topic, not only since in the 49ers' recent history, but the league is paying attention to this. Every sports show is talking about what Kyle Shanahan should do with this quarterback position, and guys are saying, oh, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of talking about it. What were you saying before the draft and all offseason after we drafted them? We were begging for something to talk about, and now all of a sudden here, it's the biggest topic in the in, in the sports world almost, and you guys are saying, uh, I'm over it. I'm, I'm tired of it. I can't wait for Kyle to make a decision. And let, let, me get, let, me, let me give you guys a little secret. After Kyle makes a decision, it's still going to be a topic because half of the fan base is going to say that was the wrong decision. And as soon as the person that he decides is the starter messes up, the other half of the fan base is going to say, ah, here are the pitchforks. We're marching. We told you it should have been this guy. This is going to be a topic that we have to deal with until one of these guys is off the team. It's going to be a topic for a very, very long time. You, This is us as content creators. We are being spoon-fed. This is the definition of low-hanging fruit. I don't. I hate hearing you guys say, oh, I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. What else are you going to talk about? What Nick, Brian, Wayne? Let me ask y'all this question. Yeah, Another seventy-nine players on the team. Seventy, yeah, seventy-nine. What was what was the last big topic? Yeah, none of the none of none of them matter. Nothing else matters other than the quarterback controversy. Right. So, so what, if you're what, a content creator, you should be milking this. Ex- exactly. Like get the get the get the breasts out and start squeezing out the milk. Like everything every week until it's not. You milk it. Well, they're not real content creators. Bro. And don't and and as fans, when I go to listen to other podcasts, even me as a fan, I'm like, let me go hear what they have to say about the whole quarterback thing. Let me go hear what this person has to say. I'll go to Crock Talk TV. I'll go to Locked On 49ers. I'll go to Believe in 49ers podcast. I'll go to Fourth and Gold. 49ers Hive. We everywhere. Everywhere that I can – here because I want to hear different opinions on what they're thinking because there could be something that they see or say that could flip my mind as to what I'm thinking and looking at it a different way. So look, we always complain in the off season. And I mean, we, we go hard in the off season. We're probably one of the only podcasts out there in 49ers world that go hard in the off season all year round. This never stops. So when you get something like this, take off with it. Use it as a benefit to your platform or your, you know, Bro, content. I heard new podcasts that started this year say, I'm tired of talking about the quarterback controversy. <laughs> what the hell else have you been talking about? You started two months ago. <laughs> what are you complaining about? What else were you going to talk about? Nick? What was the last big topic the, the, the 49ers content creators had to discuss? Anybody? Uh, the last big content? Yes, I'm talking about something oh, that made draft. national headlines. The draft. The draft was the last big thing. The draft starts at, at number three, right? And everybody right. knew it was a quarterback, so we right. still talk about it. 
So give me something that didn't have anything to do with Trey Lance or pick number three. The last time that the 49ers held the media and the national attention. When John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan were hired. Exactly. Or the Super Bowl. Bowl, Or the Super Bowl. Okay. So now you're back two years already. Or you go back four years when John Lynch and Kyle were hired, right? Before that, you got what? Colin Kaepernick kneeling and everybody tiptoed and bullshitted around that topic, right? Y'all didn't want to touch it. National headlines, right? That joint made CNN, and y'all didn't want to talk about it then, right? You go back before then, and it was what? That's right, a quarterback controversy. Alex Smith versus Colin Kaepernick, right? And now people are tired of it. You're ungrateful. Yo, I don't ever want to hear a podcast content creator say, I'm tired of talking about something. You have people who sign in to listen to you talk about just that thing. And if you got more to add, then you do that. But don't complain about it. It's low-hanging fruit. Take advantage of it. Like Nick said, that's going to propel your epi- your podcast and your episodes. Don't complain about that shit. All right. I'm going to let that go. I'm done. If y'all have anything else that you want to add to it, you go ahead and say, and Peachy, she already said, hey, you don't get that crap on NGN. And she's right. Nindy Greedy 9, I've never heard them say that over there. I've never heard them say that. You know what's weird about that channel? I hear Breezy being so reasonable about Jimmy or Trey. And, and Breezy was the biggest Trey fan I ever heard in my life. Breezy yeah, I mean, was in here banging us over the head. Hey, y'all stupid if y'all don't think it's Trey. I'm like, damn, why well, I got to be stupid on my own shit? Like, Breezy was coming in here banging that mallet. Now, all of a sudden, Trey is here, and he's like, hey, man, you know, I want us to win. He laid back. He cool about I don't get it. Like, what was What's up, man? Did they scare you off of your, your, your pedestal? Like, what's up, Breezy? Oh, first of all, I ain't never scared. Second of oh, all, I'm just real, I'm just realistic. Like, Jimmy's still here. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how much I want Trey to start. I still want Trey to start. So if you want me to talk my shit, that's I that's what I want. But I gotta be realistic in what the scenarios are, man. Until the guy that runs the team says he's starting, I gotta I gotta I, I'm I'm not gonna not support. The starting quarterback just because I want another guy to start that would be idiotic idiot of me to do that right like mm-hmm. I, I, no so I gotta <laughs> I gotta I gotta play both sides you know what I'm saying <laughs> and so when I'm on here I could take more of a stance when I'm running my own I gotta kind of play devil's advocate and I had to I learned that from you like right you gotta just gotta play the thing you gotta see from both perspectives mm-hmm. and so I kind of get that when I'm when I'm on my show and I let everybody else rant, you get what I'm saying? Yes, but that sir. don't mean I'm not. I don't still take my stance, bro. I'll trade Lance all day. But at the end of the day, if Kyle Shanahan says Jimmy gonna play the whole damn season, guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pull out my my number ten and I'm gonna be rocking Jimmy Garoppolo go, until Jimmy. he not go there. Niners the whole way, exactly. You get what I'm saying? Like, so we always gonna be Niners. But I, just to just to spin off of what you're saying. I'm new to the content create game, but mm-hmm. I'm no fucking idiot. Part of my French. You can hit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna milk this Trey Lance. If you see a Trey Lance uh, thumbnail for the next 17 weeks, I'm milking it until it's gone, guys. It, it's. 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 A, I don't. I don't think content creators understand the game. I think everybody just wants to put out a show. So they can talk, they talk, and that's fine. But if that's the lane they want to be in, Mike, cool, because I want everybody else to come to this show, to my show, 
and to whoever else is really trying to put out the real content, like, you know, for real people. You know what I'm saying? And so I get it. Some people are just putting out stuff because they can. But we put time, money. Mm. No, Mm. like, like, I should be asleep. I'm up. I'm up with y'all. I should be asleep, too. You, you just oh, got off of work, bro. Right? My guy's going to sleep. But you get what I'm saying? No, I'm wide yeah. awake now. Because yeah. because at the end, of, I, I even put Madden on pause. Because at the end of the day, learning how to be a content creator takes time. Right. So some people are good content creators. Some people are just good at speaking. Some people just want to put stuff out. And I respect everybody's lane. Mm-hmm. But I think where Mike is coming from is, if you're going to be a content creator and call yourself that, and then start complaining about something you just tired of, like then get off. Right. Yeah. Well, I find different ways to spin it. Like when I brought up the, we want to talk about the hateful and we want to get rid of Jimmy, let's give him options. Right. So we did a whole right. show on exactly. options where Jimmy could go financially, where, where, what teams would be interested and in which teams could actually make that move. So you just have to find different ways to spin that information. The information itself is not going to change, right? That's why I think a lot of people say they're getting tired of it. And people who are not seasoned like you guys, I mean, I've only been doing this for a year with you guys, but people who are less seasoned, you know, I I understand where they're probably coming from. They're tired of having this because they've already made up their minds. This is their thought process and they don't want to look at it from a different perspective. And and you need to do that. You need to, to, to have other people question your thought processes so you can make sure that, you know, what you're saying is valid. I mean, you don't want to put out, just content to put out content you need to have some you know substantiate that a bit you know some validity yes right Right. in the most dead time of the season following the draft and before the game start can i can i tell you 49ers gave us the most beautiful gift ever and let me tell you how hard it is even with the gift exact to still sit around and find out other things to discuss it was it's hard yo yes Yes, and yes i can't wait till the season starts it makes Life a tad bit easier, a tad bit, a mm-hmm. little bit more smooth. Yes, sir. But I tell you what, if you come out of this like the way we did that I learned from MBN and you come out of this, you're going to be refined as, as gold, bro. And yes, so yes, I do appreciate okay. the, the, the the schoolings, the teachings, the fact that I'm, y'all still let me be a part of like, I, I I'm so appreciative because at the end of the day, I could have fell flat on my face. And came home like some prodigal son, and your y'all kept the revolving door still open. Absolutely. So I'm very appreciative. Absolutely. We family, man. We family. We got you, bro. Now listen, I'm not scolding podcasters. I just want y'all to be grateful. So if it came off as anger, yeah, it was. I'm, I won't lie. Yeah, it was a little bit of anger in there because I've been doing this for a long time before before nothing but Niners. I've been doing this for a really really long time, and I know what it's like to hit that dead period and not have anything to talk about. Ooh. And so to hear people especially new people or people who are backed by a big machine i'm not saying no names but there's some people with some backing out there whether it's a newspaper publication or a magazine publication there's people with backing out there don't don't take your numbers for granted big dog and i'm talking to people with, with no subscribers more than us okay no you heard it you, you caught what i said I catch everything. I'm a fisherman. But I can go back down there and I can look through their streams. And if you see a picture of Trey Lance, boom, 30 plus thousand views. You see a picture of an offensive lineman, 1.3. Don't tell me you don't appreciate this. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Now, we're going to move on. We're going to get off of it. 
Okay, I'm sorry that we took up 20 minutes of me yelling at other podcasters. Before we get to Miss Debbie's wonderful contribution, I've never seen a purple one here. I'm before we get to that, I think they might have changed the colors of the contribution. I think they upgraded, yeah, dog. Yeah, I want to say congratulations to Terrell Cox. Uh, they just had a baby on Friday. So we just added another addition to our faithful family. Round of applause. I don't know if Breezy got the soundboard hooked up. Probably not, but congratulations, Terrell, to the family. Uh, beautiful baby, man. Uh, praying for nothing but health and uh, and positivity over there on that side. And now we got to get back down here to Miss Debbie's business here because I've never, ever seen a purple contribution before. Maybe I'm wrong. Nick, we've been doing this for a while. Have you seen a purple one before? Nah. I've seen like red, purple, pink, yellow, like purple, pink. blue, and green. Yeah, I don't like think I've ever seen this color. Yeah, purple, pink, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, supporting. usually the, the 50 and up are reds, like usually a right. red. Yeah, so supporting y'all for more excellent content on NBN. We thank you so much, Miss Debbie. We really, really, really appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, I can't say enough how much we appreciate you. And what you do for all of us here on the show and for the faithfuls around the world. I mean, Miss Debbie gets it in. She she is a doll. She Damn is a right. gem. You know, she she is one of those rare people uh in this fan base that make you feel like the faithful are truly a family. So thank you for being uh that person to all of us. If you guys have anything to say, uh you guys can go ahead. Appreciate you. I love you. Yeah, you're the queen. She's your queen. She's amazing. To me. You find her down on Empire Row. She'll take care of you. Forever. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> and congrats to Terrell as well. Yes. Uh, Hodge said, it seems like there are a million 49ers podcasts now, but maybe 2% are even remotely worth listening to. Look, Hodge, there, there's a lot of them, and there's more being born, um, it feels like, every day. I get DMs all the time, almost every week, someone saying, I'm going to start a show. What what can I do? And how do you think I should? How do I? How, what do you, what's your... Uh, advice and all that and i give people advice all the time and you know uh but i won't say that no one's worth listening to but there's a lot of content out there just don't be one of those people that say that you don't appreciate uh the situation that we're currently in because this is the easy part i promise you guys that this is the easy part when they're giving you the stuff to talk about all right i'm sorry guys i'm can't off my high horse hodge, though man can't wait huh? to see hodge i, said, I know I right see hodge that that's my dog right there. Him and Con oh man, I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. There's all right. Two best of two of the best people in the world just commented back to back in Miss Debbie and Eric. And I mean, people that you you are appreciative to call be able to call family, friends, whatever you mm -hmm. mean, but they'll do anything for anybody. And they're two of the greatest people I've ever known in my life. So appreciate both of them. All right, guys, we're going to get to the show here. I'm sorry uh, for the people who are on the East Coast, especially, man. I know this is a late night one here, uh, but we're going to try to hurry up and get through this. Um, latest 49ers rumors and updates. We had a roster move today. Uh, someone was released. Let's talk about it. Who wants to Who wants to break this one down? Brian, I know you got the information. Uh, Breezy brought it to the room first, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, right? He did, absolutely. What we got? What we talking about? All right, man. Why? Oh, you got it, Brian. Go ahead. Are you playing? <laughs> so, uh, wide receiver, uh, Watson, gone. Watkins, sorry. Uh, Austin Watkins, right? Yep. He's gone. They did an injury settlement, and it should be on the books, according to uh, not over the cap, sp sports rack or how, spot, spot rack. rack. However, you want to pronounce that. 
we're going to get take a hit, dead money hit of about 83, no, $88,333. Something like that was his settlement payment. Oh, Lord, that's a lot of money. Now, yeah, for, that's for a lot of playing a couple of months. Yeah, or for practicing a couple of months, I should say. That's a lot of money to people like us, but right. here's the important You know question. what I mean. People no, no, like but here, not, not downplaying it at all, but does that count against the cap? Because it doesn't, yes. right? Yes, it's dead money. I thought only the top 51 counted against the cat and everything. All the dead money government. still counts, though. Oh, like, see? You know, okay. we got, we're still paying for, uh, I'm still paying coaches. Uh, <laughs> well, that coach's money doesn't, that comes out of Jed's pocket. Not, a different, not uh, yeah, oh, different. Okay. Um, but no, I mean, like, we're still paying for uh, several guys who are long gone. I mean, we have, are we done with Bowman's dead money? Yes. Uh, so right now, you know, we're still got Quan Alexander. Uh, for 6.9, Jarek McKinnon's still getting $2 million off of us. Marquise Goodwin's at 1.2, and Pettis is 683000 And then, obviously, we had to do Rich Briggs for 3.5 to get him to, to walk away. Wow. Wow. Okay. We're, like, at over $15 million in dead dead money right now that counts towards our cap hit. Okay. $15 million just for nothing. Johnny James Niner Gang with the ten dollar contribution. Hey, buddy, I don't know if you wanted to type something in there. Uh, we will be dog. we'll be watching the chat. If you wanted to type something in there, uh, the next comment that you type will pop up on the screen. Uh, but thank you for the contribution. We truly and sincerely appreciate it. Um, all right, so the Niners um, the Niners released him or injury waived, whatever it is, and settled whatever you want to call it, and we cut down to eighty today. If I'm not mistaken, we're actually at seventy nine, right? Right. Well, yeah, we're actually at 80, but right. we have a, an exemption for Gutierrez. Uh, so 79 players are being counted towards the roster at the moment. Right, right. So, oh, shit. I did not put the image in here for the uh, guys that we let go of today. Do you all have the list? Damn, that's my fault, guys. I put every picture in here except that one. Uh, let me see. The, what I have it. the ones we let go or the one? Yeah. So today was the day to cut down to 80. Um, and we, we, uh, we released four yesterday. and one guy went to IR today. Right. Yesterday. Yes. Yeah, so yesterday. that was yesterday. What's not today? today? Oh shit. Today is Wednesday. Right. Wednesday. Not, not I'm thank you for this me like, wait, we, we let go more people today. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cause well, I'm used to us doing things on Tuesday. It happened yeah. on Tuesday. I'm so sorry, guys. My bad. Don't listen to me, man. Y'all could just ignore me. It's okay. Dominique, uh, Chris. Dominicus, God, I can't. Sorry, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your name. But Watkins was released uh, with injury, and then reverted to our IR, and then we did an injury settlement to release him permanently. Mm -hmm. Do you? All right, let me see if I can find this list then, real quick. Do you want the list? I mean, I can tell you, like Calamente or yes, Kifusi, excuse me, Kafusi's gone mm -hmm. off of the O line. Um, uh, Calhoun from the defensive side gone. Yep. Uh, Kendricks went to IR. Mm hmm. Michael River, Kendricks, the linebacker. River off of the wide receiver squad's gone. River Craycraft. And um, Webb, cornerback. BJ Webb. Okay. BD, BD Webb? Or BD, that's it. BD. Yeah, I thought it was BW Webb. Oh, BW. There you go. We'll Were get there? it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I know why they said D because W. W, you know, I got y'all back. See, I tried to tie it in there. Um, it's still wrong, but yeah, okay. Certain, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. uh, so ooh, do y'all have uh, were any of those moves a surprise to you guys? No, not to me. None of the cuts were a surprise, 
I'm uh, irritated with Kendricks. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Why were you irritated? Well, I mean, it can happen. We've had it happen before. Like, uh, I think uh, last year we brought, I don't remember who it was, but we brought in a, I'm not going to say it, a high end, but. Uh, Ziggy? A, a higher, maybe it was Ansa. I don't remember. But it was somebody who had name recognition. But then within a week, they were on our IR. We're fitting the bill for that. So, you know, if we're moving, like we. We brought him in, and less than a week later, he's got turf toe and going to be out for the season and costing us $850,000. So that, that irritates me. Yeah. Like, yeah. like so it, I know that turf toe can pop up at any point in time. So, like, I get it. Injuries happen. But right. I feel like there should be an out for those situations. Or, like, you know, even, like, if you want to consider, like, if you want to go back in time and talk about Borland, you know, a guy who does a year in the NFL and then is like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Like you shouldn't have to pay that guy's contract the rest of the time. And the right. team did the nice thing and didn't go back and recoup any of his money. But right. still, I mean, to me, there should be a way for the organization to get out of that too. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Nick, let me ask you a question. True or false? 49ers should stop signing former Seahawk linebackers. Oh, Malcolm Smith too. <laughs> yeah, my man, hold it up. Let's yep. go. I hated both of these signings, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say you you definitely hated the uh Malcolm Smith signing. I can't remember that. That was like one of our first years doing this mm -hmm. in the beginning. But um, yeah, no, true. True. Yeah. I don't yeah. even think there's anybody I would sign off that team other than probably Russell Wilson, <laughs> to be honest with you. Well, DK, DK. Well, I'm about to say we would all take DK, man. We would definitely yeah, Russell take and DK away. are probably the only two I would take from that team. I'm gonna shut up. I'm not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. It's okay. Cause uh, I am. No, nobody. I'm, I'm going to agree with you and keep it. I don't even think Nick did it. Yo, it's okay. We go it's we not okay. Cause that's my brother. <laughs> I can't let him take DK. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going to let him figure it out. He'll get it at some point. It's Mr. No, Spoon. Mr. Spoon can come home. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyway, it's cool. Um, oh, yeah, because I forgot Spoon was there. But Spoon's not even starting. I heard – didn't they bring in another uh, DB? They just did bring in uh, – who was that? Spoon they, might not they, even get the job. Uh, I'll tell Spoon you. is going to start, guys. Trust me. I promise you he'll start. Don't worry. Yeah, because Mike got the super insider. Check. I do. I well, really do. I, for John Reed. Yeah, but they gave up like a, a conditional fifth or something like that. Yeah, it, it wasn't was a, a real – Six and a four – no, that was today. I show. hope he does start. Don't do that, Nick. Choose your words carefully, bro. Hope he does start. He Why you hope he start? Who Why he you covering? hope he start? All right, let's stir the pot. Why you hope my man start? What's up? Who he covering, Mike? Anybody on this team? Negro, please, man. Damn. <laughs> Mike, he couldn't Let cover him in no, practice. I'm, I'm he all cover day. him in the game? Right. I'm, I'm Niners all day. I hope he fails when he plays against us. I do. I hope he fails when he plays against us. All right, so. Uh, Did you move us around, Brian? Yeah, well, I, we were kind of set up funky, so I, I see what you did there. You wanted to, you wanted to split Ebony it up. Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> we got to yeah. put the top dogs up on top. Come on, now you started this shit. <laughs> All right, man. Okay. All right, yo, I had to, I had to go back to Miss Debbie's comment because I just, I just loved it that much. So, uh, and plus, it's still up there. So I, we had, we had to do that. All right. So that's what the latest uh, Niners news. Am I missing anything else? Um, I guess we can go ahead and get to 
who came uh, returned to practice and who missed practice today. That would count as latest 49ers rumors and updates, right? Sure. Yeah. All right. So we have an actual graphic for this one here. Uh, I'm sorry, Miss Debbie. We're going to have to take your your contribution down here. Um, oh, I can't do it. I went. There you go. I got it. Uh, so let's talk about the people who missed practice today first. Those will be injury updates. Uh, Juwan Jennings, Dre Greenlaw, Jason Verrett, Kai Nakawa, Nakua, uh, Devontae Harris, Aaron Banks, shoulder, and Maurice Hurst, ankle. Uh, why do you guys think that they listed the last two with specific body parts versus everybody else? Because they're going to be out longer, and they already told us that. Hmm. Don't yeah, they said they're going to be out <laughs> Right. These are guys who are going to make the 53. Well, we assume. Well, maybe not Kai because he's a bubble guy, and Devonta Harris probably not. But definitely Banks and potentially Hurst are guys that we could have on the 53 and then have to push, like, make a deal with, I don't know, um, one of the veterans that doesn't have to clear waiver wire to come back on as soon as we move them over to the, you know, the, the pup or wherever. Short-term IR, whatever you want to call it. Is Juwan Jennings' injury the same heel thing from the from the uh, reason he missed the game, right? Yeah. All right. What's up with Greenlaw? Did we hear what happened with him? Because he played in the game, right? Didn't Greenlaw play? Yeah. Well, I just wow. saw the uh, the the brick by brick that came out tonight, and he was definitely suited up. He had the red uh, do rag on. Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch or... it yet. Was it good? Mm, you know, I, don't don't make me say it, please. The do only rag- thing the only thing I don't like about him is is basically it's just a little bit of extra video and the mic ups. That's it. Right. I feel like they definitely have withdrawn from their transparency thought press of brick by brick, and now they're getting back into normalized football operations. <laughs> when by not showing us beep. exactly, or you know, I wonder speech. what changed. Hmm. Anybody out there know? Oh, I know. I know you know, but that's why I said don't make me say anything. All right, yeah, that's cool. We, we, we'll keep it moving. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, I don't. I don't know if Dre Greenlaw has a new injury because I thought he participated in the game last week. Uh, I know he was on the sideline at least dressed. Um, so I, I'm not sure. I thought uh, it was just a day off, but it, yeah, it could a- be a veteran day for him and Jason. You know that that happens. We we, we see that all the time. Uh, but here's some here's some really really good news. A lot of guys returned to practice today. Uh, running back Elijah Mitchell. Uh, I was sitting here saying, oh, they're going to stash him on on IR and he won't suit up until next year. But with him returning back to practice, that's off the table unless he gets another injury before, before the final cutdown next Tuesday, Uh, Jalen Hurd returned back to practice. Emmanuel Mosley. That's very, very big for him uh, because we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Jaquiski Tart, very big for him as well. Ha ha Clinton Dix, uh, Javon Kinlaw and Sean Coleman. Sean Coleman, guys. Let's talk about this list here. Uh, standouts. Uh, let's let's go with Brian. We'll, everybody pick a person off of this list and talk about them, and we'll, we'll go around the room really quick. Uh, returnees and uh, why you're talking about them. You just want one from each of us? Yeah, just one from each of us. Um, well, I won't go with my favorite then, and I'll take uh, I'll take Mosley. This is a good thing for him coming back because Demo's about to swipe his job. <laughs> Let's go. So, you know, this is his opportunity to get back in there and show why we paid him to be a starting quarter, the cornerback on this team. Um, but we'll see how long it takes him to to show us that. Based on you know what we've seen from Demo, I think that uh, I'd be fine with Demo starting over Mosley right now. 
All right. Mm -hmm. Breezy, who you taking, man? Tart, man. I'm so... taking Tart, man. Tart, Tart has got to when when Tart is healthy, he's the best safety on uh, you know for that position. I'm not gonna say he's better than Jimmy Ward, but at the strong safety position, he's our best option. Uh, to, to, to the people that we got on the team, you know what I'm saying? So I think he, he needs to be out there. And Kyle said he's going to go these next three days, man. I don't know if he's going to play, but he should if he can. And he needs to come out there and just, you know, let everybody know it's me, then you, then you. Here's the thing, though. What does this do with Wilson, Ufanga, Jared Maiden, Nakua? I think like, Maiden's on the outside looking in right now, brother. I don't know, man. He was highest rated well, PFF person last week, man. Had an interception. Should have been a pick six, but we got called back. So he was in the right place at the right time. That's something ooh. that Jaquaski Tart has never done. Right. Maiden. Awesome situation oh, because we've got depth that we're starting to worry about losing, right? So I agree. situation to be in. I yeah, agree. I was going to ask you all about that when, when we got to Tart here is that, you know, everyone was saying, oh, well, Hufunga can start. And the team kind of put the brakes on that, saying, well, we got Wilson here. Uh, Tavon has been the guy. He's been the guy. With Tart back in the mix, let me ask you guys. I'm going to ask the question this way. With Tart back in the mix, who does it hurt more? Hufunga, who the team just drafted, or Wilson, who they just signed? Nick, what do you think? Oh, Nick froze. Well, he's All right, Wayne. No, I think he froze, bro. He's no, not he's it, it, it hurts. It hurts the rookie more because now he's not out there getting those reps, and he's going to revert back to special teams. And so, Wilson, being the vet, Wilson can to make this squad in a couple of ways, right? So he can make the squad on the practice squad, being one of those veterans that they signed. Remember the last couple of safeties we had. And they ended up on the practice squad. They were having pretty decent camps. What's the dude that came out and said, I ain't going to no practice squad? And then, yeah. And next thing you know, he ended up getting cut from the team. So I think it hurts Hufanga more as far as his development because he's been out there. You know what I'm saying? And so now we're going to start stunting his growth at that position in, in a certain way. And so I think it hurts him more. I don't think it hurts Wilson much because Ooh. Wilson can get cut and get a job. But see, I think that. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, not to cut you off, but I, I totally get what you're saying about hurting Hufunga's development. But I think it hurts Baden more because it pushes him further down the depth chart. I didn't no, 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 no. Maiden. I yeah, I was going to say, I, I was specifically asking about Wilson versus Hufunga. Well, right. That's who what it hurts like. more about making the team because Wilson was basically a lock to make it as long as Tart wasn't here. Right. Now that Tart is back, I'm saying which one of those two does it hurt more? I and Go ahead and finish, Wayne. Sorry. No, Wayne, I think he was done, right? Yeah, I just think it hurts Hufanga, man. I know he's a rookie, and I know we think we're going to sign every rookie that we have, but that's not true. And so, like, I know he has good film. He has some good stuff out there. But if Wilson was your lock, who would you rather have out there if Tart goes down, Wilson or the rookie? So that's why, I think, that's why I think it hurts Hufanga more. I don't want Hufanga to be cut because the guy knows you cut him. He gone. <laughs> we saw right. it He's not going to survive cuts. I mean, so you have to keep him on the roster. You have to keep him on the roster. Go ahead, Nick. Nick is back. What what you think, man? This 100% hurts Wilson more. And the reason why is because Safunga is the, one of the best special team players that this team has right now. Talk your shit, baby. Let's go. Avon Wilson, and they're not going to get rid of a fifth-round guy who has promise in Hafunga 
who's playing really, really good on special teams, they'll keep him here to continue to learn. And if something happens, they'll probably be confident enough to throw him in there until something happens. So I think it hurts Tavon Wilson more. I think, I think Hafunga's with, you know, has opened eyes here on this team. One with his special teams play overall. Um, and two, his ability to step in and play. Now I understand that, you know, it's, it's, simple-ass offenses we're going up against right now, and you can't really get a whole look at exactly what he's going to be doing as a safety, but you're not going to be able to put Hafunga on a practice squad, and you're not going to be able to cut him because somebody's going to take him. Right. This, obviously, this obviously hurts. Um, this obviously hurts he Wilson in my, in my uh, eyes more. All right, Brian, you're going to be the equalizer here, man. Who are you taking? Who does yeah, it hurt I, more? I'm going to agree that it does. I just I think that um... – Wilson, I, I, take this for what it's worth, right? But there's a there's a there's a chess match that has to happen when you're breaking down that 53, especially when you're taking individual players and that that are not healthy now, but you know won't clear through waivers. Like say say you want to keep Mitchell, right? Elijah Mitchell, you can't let him go because he's probably going to get picked up somewhere else. Seattle will take him or somebody else who needs running back. Um, so Wilson's one of those guys who's got as a vet, he doesn't have to go through the waiver process. So you can make a deal with him to say, we're going to cut you and bring you back. So I think he's, it hurts him more because he's expendable at this juncture, just for the roster movements to make the 53. Okay. I think he'll be back, you know, after the movements get made, but just making the 53, it's going to hurt him the most. Cause like both Nick and Wayne said, Hufunga's on this. I mean, he does. If Tart hadn't come back, I would put, I would have put him over Wilson as the starter. That's talky as shit. I like. I said that the other day. Remember? Sure did. Yeah, yeah. Got See, that, that's 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 tough to say, man, because they ain't skiing this little kid yet, right? So you talking about you gonna put a rookie out there daring headlights just based off See, of athleticism, and I then when they start scheming at him, we've seen what happens when cats scheme these these safeties of ours. But that's the same thing. That's the same thing we can say for Trey Lance. No, we can't say that for Trey Lance. Why can't we? These defenses aren't scheming. Bro, we've seen the defense ain't scheming or playing bro. simple simple defenses right now. And then so but Trey Lance has yeah. the ability to do more <laughs> at, at the at the quarterback position just off of his pure athleticism. You're asking a safety to come out there, cover and stop the run at the same time. We got safeties that can't do that now. So now you're trying to tell me a rookie gonna be able to do that? And he already takes poor angles. Right. They just ain't That's scheming at him yet. And that's, that's what I was going to say. I think that we fell in love with him about how he plays and presses the line of scrimmage, not for his coverage. I think that what everybody is falling in love with is that one play where he he jumped the snap and, you know, got back there for that, that run that run tackle for a loss and all that. But <laughs> I think he might, that might play out, better into Ryan's a, defensive scheme too, though. Huh? So that may play better into defense, uh, Ryan's defense. It might. It might, but that that means that he's going to be limited in his snaps because if they come out in a three or four wide receiver set or a two wide receiver is a two tight end set, he's going to have to cover. He's not playing the line like that. And we knew that coming out of college, that was his weakness. That was where he was a liability on the defensive side of the ball. And so now you're using him in a very, very limited snap. You know what I'm saying? Now all of a sudden his value isn't that good or he could be a liability. So it, it's interesting. Uh, but that's why I wanted to ask you guys your thoughts on that. But let's let's move on from the uh, the strong safety position and, and 
Apparently they hate being called strong safeties. I don't I think that was oh no box safeties. What yeah, the Eric say? They hate being called box safeties. Box safeties, yeah. Okay. So all right, we're gonna move on from that though. Uh, I think we're on on Nick now, right? There's another guy that's not in there too, which is Trey Sermon. He's not in Sermon there. Returned. He returned from injury. Yeah. Okay. Is he that who you're gonna go with? No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Elijah Mitchell. Um. They, look, I said this earlier, man. This really stirs up that running back room, right? This really like puts a. I guess puts the icing on top of the cake, I guess you could say. I mean, you got a lot of talent here. You got – look, Raheem Mostert left practice today with a, with a with some back pain. Not sure what it is. Could have just tweaked something. Don't really know what that is. But you got Mostert, Goldman, who's been playing well, especially pass protection. Trey Sermon. I, I love Trey Sermon, but I think you can see a little bit more from him. I don't think you've seen – the full ability of Trey Sermon yet. Jeff Wilson will come back sooner or later because um, he's on the PUP. Um, Hasty. Who else am I missing? Mitchell. I didn't say him. Is that all? Is that yeah. Yeah. No, there's one <laughs> other guy. I can't remember his name, though. He's a, he's a, a dude that we just picked up a couple, like, last week. Um, I haven't even seen him. I haven't even seen him take a snap. Hold on. Because I remember I was like, who was that? That's the running back for us? Hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Position. All right. Uh, our running backs' names are QR. Here we go. He went through uh, all Raheem, We have – what did you say? He said he went through all six of them. No, Goldman, Hasty, Sermon, Mostert, Mitchell. Oh, shit. That's it. That's it. One, two, three. Wilson. Oh, shit. What the hell? Who was that person? All right, never mind. Um, But, no, this is this is – <clears throat> this is um we all thought he was going to go to the IR, right? We haven't really heard much about him. We thought the injury was going to put put him on the IR. We were all wondering like, okay, well how are we going to do this? You know, he's got to make the 53 so he doesn't get cut. Da, da, da. Doesn't have to go through waivers and all this other stuff. But now he's back. And I I want to see if we see him this week. Does does this game become bigger for him now? Uh if he can play in it um, as for evaluation going forward, because we seen Goldman and hasty battling it out last week. Most are probably not touching the field, especially if he has back soreness now or back tightness. Um, but I do like this move. I do like this move because I do like Elijah Mitchell. I think he's more of a, he's that kind of sermon or not sermon. Um, most type of back um, to where sermon and Hasty are kind of the same, and Goldman. Um, not with that speed, obviously, but Elijah Mitchell is that shifty, smaller back, like uh, Moser. So third down back. Be honest with you, I think he could come out. Who Mitchell? Yeah, yeah, he could, he could. Um, so it it just makes this room a lot more interesting, and it, it's going to make our decision when we do our fifty three uh, that much harder, as well as the coach's decision. And Bobby Turner and how he handles that whole situation. Jeff Wilson Jr. Pop. What about him? Yeah, I said him. Oh, you, you named Jeff Wilson too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the six. Okay. 
<laughs> You're still looking? <laughs> yeah, I swear. I swear. I thought there was another name. There was a random ass name, and I was like, "Who is that?" And he didn't play. He, it could have been another position, though. It could have could have very well been another. Could have been Harris, that that DB we signed. Devonte Harris, Devonta, Devonte. No, I don't. I don't think that's who it was. All right, it's cool. I won't hold us up. I won't hold I us up. I think he was the last one we signed. We we have a we have a lot to discuss. So all right, um, I like it, man. Uh, who does he? Who does the return of Mitchell put in danger of making the roster? Uh, Brian and Wayne. Who do you guys think? Hasty and Gallman. Yeah, I mean it's going to be a three way. You, know, you guys think we only keep three running backs and no, one fullback? No, I think that Mostert's on this roster, Sermon's on this roster, and then the other two, it's going to be out of those three. I mean, I think, Haste, to me, Hasty is is the guy. Um, I understand that Goldman went in and replaced uh, Barkley in in, uh, in New York last year, but um, and I know they've been utilizing the crap out of him in preseason, um, and that that's even more reason for me to think that he might be the one on the bubble. You know, let's, let's keep – Keep hasty a little bit fresher, I guess, and then, but it, it's really going to depend on how how um, Mitchell's injury, if it's going to affect him long term or not. I mean, they have a great room. It's just going to be whether or not they have to manipulate things and play chess, like I said, in order to keep certain players from hitting the waiver wire. And so that's where I'm saying, like what I was talking about earlier, where you might have some vets that are on the back end of your roster or in the reserve, like Clinton Dix. Right? We could put him. He, he's not. He doesn't have to clear waivers. We can just cut him and say okay tomorrow we're going to put so and so on the way on the ir or short-term ir or pup and then we just bring them sign them right back i mean it's not a big deal right uh before wayne answers let me ask you guys this question uh is it just me or did you guys notice that the niners weren't doing too much running uh between the tackle and the guards it seemed like a lot of stuff was more inside um i didn't see them get outside of the tackle and the run plays uh, unless it was a wide receiver or even get between the tackle and the guard. It seemed like everything was more up the middle in the run game this, this last game. Is that by design? Are they trying to keep that close to the vest? Or I think that's or, 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 or did I just not notice it? I don't think they were working on outside zone, Mike. I think, I think they, they were they're working on the interior line, you know, trying to make sure that interior line can do what they need to do. Yeah, it, worked. it had Brentful. more to do with that than the running backs, I think. Right. So, but it wasn't just me, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, I – you guys noticed the lack of. I didn't see. We didn't have any outside zone running backs in the game. Like our outside zone guy is Mostert. Like end of discussion. Like that's the guy we usually run the outside zone to, and so they ran. Yeah, but in. Trey Sermon ran outside zone all all in. No, but Breeze saying that he didn't play. He's saying he didn't play. Oh yeah, night. he didn't play that week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah so so My because bad. of that, My we bad, just Wayne. we just focused on inside zone runs, which is good right we want to be able to run inside outside we don't want to be a one zone scheme team on the run game and so i think that was good and that's what we focused on and i will say that gallman led the team 15 what 15 attempts 75 yards 5.8 yards to carry inside zone it's not Mm -hmm. bad it's not bad he would have been 100 if it was him playing if it was him playing the whole game he would have been a 100 yard rusher and y'all trying to cut wayne gallman the guy who had the nice pass the block, right? So but he's not tra- going to be playing that many snaps once Mostert's back in there. We don't know that. We don't know how many snaps Mostert's going to get. Mostert don't even need that many snaps if he's a home run hitter guy. And and I wouldn't play Mostert out with back tightness now. Look, put these guys with healthy in there, and then switch it up. Most I need one play. Go give me eighty five yards. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying he's it. not. 
Go get not it. A good player. I'm just saying, like, I think that he may not get 100 yards because we're going to use that rotational practice that we use. Like, it's going to be hard for any of our backs, with the exception of possibly Mostert, who goes out and breaks an 85-yard run, you know, to do something like that, to break yeah. 100 yards in a game, just because we do so much rotation with our backs. Okay. So, wait, I, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to know about the run scheme. Uh, but who, who's uh, in danger now with Mitchell returning? Or is he still the guy at the bottom of the list with that injury? Um, That's tough because is Gallman considered a veteran to where he could be cut, like you guys were talking about, and then we just put him on the practice squad? Yeah. Or- Gallman's got four accrued seasons, or he's been in the league for four seasons. This will be his four seasons, excuse me. Um, so that means no, right? It depends, yeah, because I don't know how his use was in the beginning of his career, so he may not have a, enough. I don't think games. he has four accrued seasons yet. Right. Let so me. Means, I, can, I can tell you in one second. Hold so on. That means we. So if we cut him, he can get picked up. Is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. He's exactly. a free agent. Yeah. So I don't know, guys. That's a tough one because if if Gallman, if it was set up for Gallman to do that, that would be a way you can cut him, and then keep your rookie, and then I mean, what are we gonna do with Hasty? Like. Hasty has fumble issues. I do like the way he's able to hit the holes hard, pause, but he still has issues with holding on to the ball. We've seen it, but we've also seen oh, Kyle. No. Oh, he can't. He doesn't He doesn't qualify, right? No, he got 12 games a year under his belt. Right. So that means if we cut him, we could just sign him to the squad, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He doesn't have to clear waivers is what I'm saying. Right. All right, so that see, see those are the politics as usual. Right. Like, we don't always factor that in. I, but I think lately we've been looking at the politics behind. Ah, right, he's a vet. We can cut him. We could probably get him back. But he'll be a free agent. Nick is what Nick was saying, and somebody can be like, "Yo, we'll give you twenty million to play for three years or something like that." And then his ass is gone. And so now you're losing your best pass protect uh, running back. That knows your that knows some of your stuff, you know what I'm saying. So I don't know, man. Uh, but I would say that, in my opinion, if I had to pick a running back that has the most to lose, like to be, you know, to f- fear this thing, I want to say it would be Mitchell. But I think the value of him and what he can do, the potential, keeps him safe, and and you don't want to lose that. Cause then we lose. Who was the last, Savion Ahmed? Then we lose him. Keep hasty. And we kept hasty. Then Ahmed goes to what Miami and, and does pretty decent. Crazy. Yeah, he went crazy over there. So I don't think we really want to let go of some of these running backs. Cause we be thinking Kyle don't be hitting it on the hitting the nail on the head, but he be knowing what he needs. And so it's that's a tough one, dude. That's a tough one. Okay. That's that's definitely a tough one. But I'm gonna say hasty. I'm gonna go with hasty. I think Hasty has the tougher chance um, because if you had to pick a young, the youngest out of the backs, wouldn't you pick Mitchell over Hasty? No. Well, I haven't seen Mitchell yet, so I don't know. Uh-huh. That's what they've been but saying. But seen, you've seen, you've seen Hasty, right? So like, you haven't, you haven't seen Sermon either. To me, well, we've seen a Sermon play in preseason. I mean, it's preseason, but it, at least I've seen him on the field. I haven't seen Mitchell on the field at all. So it's like, I, I want to see Mitchell play. If he doesn't play this week, I think his spot 
on the 53 is going to be in jeopardy. Like they may put him on the initial 53, but then he's going to go to the pup or something. You about Mitchell? There has to be a reason to keep him out of this game. I think he, he wants to see Mitchell play. If yeah. Mitchell don't play this week, that means he got re-injured, and then they can probably put him on put season him on the ending season IR. Ending IR. Right. But if it's not Which something that's season ending, then they're going to have to keep him on the 53 and do something to manipulate the no, system in order to do that. No, wait, wait, wait. He can have a hangnail. And they can put him on season-ending IR. That's the team's decision, not you his. You can put him on season-ending IR, yes. But I'm saying if they want to keep him to – like, say it's a – I don't know. He's just got an ankle sprain. It's going to be six weeks, yeah. and he can be back or something like – or less time than that. Then you're going to want to put him on short-term. Well, in order to do that, you're going to have to play that whole veterans – you know, waving veterans and re-signing right, them, but- hoping somebody else doesn't offer them a better contract. But I'm, a, I'm in agreement with Wayne, I think – when you look at it, like initially, I think about Gallman as being the, the last bubble guy. If if Eliza's or uh, Mitchell's able to come in and just show his his worth, and and the team thinks he's better, then I could see Gallman going. But initially, but with what you guys are saying now, I'm kind of like maybe Hasty is on the outside. Maybe maybe it is that way. But I still think it's it's those three. I mean, those three are going to have to battle it out, and the best two are the ones that are going to be, you know, three and four. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think they're keeping any more than that unless they have to play. Like I said, the the shell game to, to keep, you know, certain people from getting picked off. I think uh, I didn't, I didn't give my answer on the last one, but on this one, I'm going to say that I still think Mitchell is the odd man out here. I do. Uh, and it's not because we haven't seen him. It's because I don't think the Niners know what his role is on this team. Is he a speed guy? Like they hope he is. Is he but an inside guy? Practice, right. They've seen him in practice. Yeah, They've seen him. He's only been injured for two weeks. Mike. He was returning punts in camp and, uh, and everything else, and he was he was turning heads in in the uh, the media world at pra- open a, practices. And he was a, a stud on kickoff. Yeah, with uh, kickoff, not return. So we we will definitely see. It's going to be something that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on because I, the Niners can do it a, a little switcheroo. They can just go ahead and put him on that season ending IR, and then keep the other guys if they want to. I do think that Hasty was the guy they kept over. Uh, Salvan Ahmed, and so they might keep hasty here. I think it comes down to Mitchell or Gallman, believe it or not. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out here. Uh, Fabian uh, Mendoza gives us a 999 contribution. He says, who is the odd man out at receiver if Hurd makes the 53? Or do you cut Sudfeld and keep only two quarterbacks to make room for Hurd? If I'm no. cutting Sudfeld, I'm taking an extra deep guy, defensive lineman or something. I, I, from my perspective, I think that five of the six – I'm keeping six on my 53, uh, six wide receivers. And so I think five of those are locked up as far as where we're at right now. And so I think it's – it realistically, I think it's going to come down to Sanu and Hurd. If Hurd can go out there and show that – he can play, then Sanu may play that rotational piece like he did last year where they let him go and put him on the – or offer him a spot on the practice squad. Keep making him a yo-yo guy. Uh, the update that we heard from camp uh, today from David Lombardi says, don't look now, but Jalen Hurd made a couple of plays at 49ers practice today. He had a nice catch and run and a nice standalone run, meaning it wasn't a, a pass. Um, and that was that was like the fourth most interest, interesting thing of practice – um, what does that say? But a just a wild day, just a wild day. Okay, I'm sorry, I couldn't, I could not make the bottom of that shit out because of the injury update going across the screen. So Jalen Hurd returns to practice uh, again, makes a couple of plays that seem to be 
noteworthy from the beat writers, or at least from David Lombardi. And well, never mind. I'm gonna shut up. I am not gonna say what I was about to say. Um, and so Fabian's question is, how do you guys handle that? Which wide receivers don't make the team because of her? Basically, the same thing that we were just doing with the last guys. Um, how do you guys? How do you guys play this out? He's saying if Hurd makes the team, mm-hmm. who do you let go of? So you don't have to say who's in trouble, but if he's in, if he if Hurd makes the team, who right, is right. the odd man out? With my for, for me, with my six that I have, if Hurd, it's it's a bubble. It's Hurd or Sanu, right. and if Hurd can come out and show that he can play and 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 get through this game, then I think he makes the fifty-three because obviously the 49ers have had enough faith to keep him this long. Um, that they're going to want to see him in the in in the regular season if he's able to escape this weekend without injury, um, and so then I think Sanu's the odd man out um, for me. I have just five wide receivers making my roster, uh, but I have an extra defensive lineman now, and so I think what I would do is remove one of the defensive linemen for her. It wouldn't be about, and I only have two quarterbacks making the roster. By the way, Jesus, where did you? Oh, never mind. That's for another show. <laughs> yes, 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 it is. Yes, it is. And by the way, my two quarterbacks thing is about two hours new. Nick said something during that live that really pissed me off because I couldn't stop thinking about it. So, yeah, I I, I think that they only keep two quarterbacks because of something Nick said during that uh that Twitter space. So I'm going to take away one of my – I think I had eight defensive linemen, maybe nine. I think I had nine defensive linemen. And uh, I'm gonna go down to eight. So, uh, what do you guys got? If Hurd were to make the team, what what who's who's in danger? Richie James. Okay. I I didn't have you Richie. Think Richie James has a shot of making this roster right now. I don't know, man. It's like, you know, when we were on the spaces, man, we we talked about Richie James. There's some things that he's done. You know, you just sat there and said you wouldn't take Elijah Mitchell because you've never seen him. And then it's like we saw uh, Simba have like one return, one, one, two good returns, one really good return, one decent return. And that's what we're getting. But what can we get from him from the wide receiver position? Because that's what I want to know. You're going to get electrifying something on the kickoff, which is what we, we all want. But can mm-hmm. he block as a wide receiver? We need a specialist, though. I mean, we really need a dead. But you can't just sign a specialist. I know. He's still got to be able to – I think he can contribute. He may not be the number three or four, but I think right. – I, I, I am keeping Simba over James. I think and, James and, is – And gone. I understand yeah. that. And, and and I understand that. But I'm just saying we have seen James produce from the offensive side, right? But – and from a return side, he plays the game super safe. And I think yeah. – I know, I know we don't want to talk about that, but he doesn't turn the ball over. He just doesn't make rational <laughs> return decisions either, right? Like, we can't be having the ball. Jimmy or Trey can't come out at the 8. <laughs> they need to come out at the 28 minimum, right? 35, something like that. Or just you know? down the ball. <laughs> just for the 25, right? Right. And so it's just like – and so that's where we get so – like, plus he doesn't have the pop, but – if you needed him to be a receiver to make a play, he seems like he has that going for him. So, it, it, in my opinion, it's tough. But I got three guys on my bubble. So, like, I don't have Hurd making the team. But if he was to make the team, now we got to figure out what we're going to do with James, 
Simba, or Benjamin. I feel like those three people play the same role on the team. They play it's the all same about role. the Benjamins, baby. And so, is Simba better than Benjamin? Because you, if he's better than her, if he's better than James, I get it. But they all play the same thing. Right. And shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Benjamin might be the fastest out of all of them. So that means those deep fly routes down the field, that could be your guy that Jimmy can't get the ball to. I'm just my, those guys I have ranked like on my list. I have Simba, Benjamin, James. And so James is definitely out the window. Because Good. of numbers that I kept, I had to cut Benjamin. Um, and I'm expecting that Hurd's going to make the team. But if he doesn't, I don't bring Benjamin back. I bring Sanu back for me. What? The thing that has me so confused with Simba is, is we haven't seen him as a receiver yet. That's all I'm saying. We did when see him run an end during- around. He ran some routes. We just haven't, yeah. Well, no, he ran an end around, and he's been out there running routes, but I haven't seen him blocking downfield. I haven't That's- seen him catch the football yet. For, oh, come on. All right. Blocking downfield. What does that mean? Just setting up the block for the run for all I care. I can care about his blocking Being downfield. Being able to block as a receiver. But if you don't see from the all 22, you're not going to see most receivers doing that unless the running back runs that direction. So no, we can't. That's not true. The, the wide receivers the, block on every run play. TV cameras only follow the ball. You, no, I understand, so I, in the replay, I understand though, the Mike. TV. You're not going to be able to see it, but you can look at it in the all 22. I'm saying I personally haven't seen him. Oh, do yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I, no, no. Okay, so we're saying the same thing. Because I said if you're not looking at all 22. You're right, not right. No, I'm saying like. Okay. Even if I go back and watch all 22, I can't – I don't see him doing that yet. So, like, he was in for a couple plays as a receiver, but he's not really in as a receiver, right? And sure. the biggest thing this team needs right now is, A, you need to be able – if you're going to play special teams as in kick return or punt return or whatever it may be, you got to be able to play receiver also. And I know that you may not get as many snaps there, but you should still need to play that position. There is one guy in the, out of all that who can do both, and that's Travis Benjamin. Right. He will play. He can play receiver. He will block downfield. He can catch the football. And if he's a fourth guy off the off the line or off the bench, fifth guy, then what's it hurt? And and not that I disagree with well, anything that you're saying, but the two big, other th- two other things that went into my thought process with that is that I think the team is building for a longer. Long term, longer term, right? Benjamin's 31, Webster's 25, and um, it costs us zero money to get rid of a million plus dollar contract with Benjamin and keep a lower contract with Webster. So I take, I try to take all those things into consideration when I'm building my 53. Right, with but that's the thing. Like, get to the cap. Wouldn't you think that they would put Webster back there and continue seeing what he has? He's only done it twice now. I don't know. Maybe they saw enough when he was uh, in practice. Well, with his uh, with the uh, uh, L.A. right where he came from. I do have a question for you, Nick. I was agreeing with you all the way up to the very end of what you said, where you said, "Plus, if he's the fifth or sixth receiver, what difference does it really make?" So why do you need to see Webster blocking and da 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 if he's the fifth or sixth receiver and the return guy? I'm saying and because if he needs to come out, Travis Benjamin has that experience of being a receiver. He's a veteran. Plus, if a, if a if a one, two, three go down and they out and he's on this roster, guess what he's going to be subbing in? And guess what he's going to need to be able to do? 
Well, that's when you probably bring River when, back and you bring some other guys. You know. my, my thought process on it is, <laughs> is him being a veteran and having more experience playing receiver. And he, can re- and he can receive uh, kicks and punts. So yeah. that's where I'm kind of going there. If you're going to get rid of James – I want Simba Webster to be on this team, but I also have only seen two things, and I'm not. I've seen Richie James run a kickback against Seattle and then done shit after. So, like, I seen one good run out of this kid. I haven't seen enough of him. Like, yeah, he's exciting. Like, you saw the end around, saw the kickoff return, and they were both fire, and they were both exciting. But I haven't seen anything since then. And this team's been missing that. I mean, we went out and got Pettis specifically for that, I believe. Was our yeah, and he never even really, really didn't show up to do it in the NFL. So I think finding a player that can be electrifying like that or give us that 30-yard, 40-yard cushion coming out of the end zone is way better than anything we've gotten from Richie James. Plus, Richie James <laughs> has been in the system for three years and should be higher up the food chain by now. Yeah, yeah. I got Webster as one of my five guys making the team. But, you know, uh, I don't have Benjamin. I also don't have Sanu. I don't have Hurd. As one of those five guys either so i mean here here it is with the what do i know type of thing you know what i'm saying um i will say i i, I would re- like i'm, I'm kind of leaning with the brian uh thought process here i'd rather go younger than older i don't want a guy who's living off of a name and i'm personally tired of seeing shanahan bringing guys that he used to work with that's how we get stuck with a muhammad sanu that's how we're going to get stuck with a guy like travis benjamin that's how we got stuck with that big ass tight end what was his name that didn't how yes, we stuck with Levine, these guys Toilo. when they sign dirt-ass one-year contracts? Like, I don't get how we stuck with them. When I say stuck with, they're only here because they played with, with Kyle at one point in time. Familiarization so, with this system. Some type of value to be a part of this team. Like, no. No. We don't, no. We don't, we don't know that. I, I can tell you what I saw last year. Of course you can. Muhammad, did you I also can... know that? Did you all, but you're not putting in the context that Muhammad Sanu was also hurt last year. It doesn't so, matter. He was it, hurt it and does, still made the team. It, do, it does matter. That, it does no, matter. But that's why he didn't if, produce. Muhammad, <laughs> if Muhammad Sanu didn't have familiarity with Shanahan, that injured player in his 30s would not have made this roster. But because Shanahan knows him and he knows he knows his roster, he took the flyer on the injured guy instead of getting somebody else who may have been able to contribute. That's my entire point. Like you just said, he's injured, yet he still made the team. You're telling me you couldn't have found anybody else? Maybe not. You're, tell, you're telling me that Kevin White, you're telling me Kevin didn't White didn't gave us the one catch for nine yards? Sanu didn't make the 53. Sanu was brought in. But the, right, was right, Sanu, but Sanu signed to this team two different times last year. Right, but you can't say he made this team. He went out because of I said that's and, how I said that's how he, we get stuck with. Right, we brought him like in there. because it, it's an easy fill-in because of injuries. Because of familiarity. Right. That's but why he was here. Why wouldn't you want familiarity when your other receivers Because are he's injured and in his that week. and can't produce. That's why you shouldn't want him. You guys are arguing for me. I'm not arguing for you. You're, everything you're saying is, is going with my purpose. That if Kyle didn't already have Sanu in his system, injured 31 would not have made this roster. But because Kyle knew him is exactly why he brought him in here. One catch, nine yards. Not worth it. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, never mind. No, come on, give it, bro. Oh, no. Don't, don't, don't bite your tongue, Nick. No, no, no. Come on, say it. <laughs> it's like you're so freaking fixated off that one catch, nine yards. Because it's that's like- all we got from a guy who played in three full games for the Niners. And so my, all, all I'm saying is this. But I, I, I know rather- that's all we got. That's all he. I mean, it's not like the ball was thrown to him a bunch of times either. 
So you why can't not? sit there. Why? So who so knows? you want to sign somebody who can't get targets? Who knows? For three why not? We had we had we had trash ass quarterback play, and and you wanted this guy to come out here and be Emmanuel Sanders. We had like, games where we didn't have Ayuk. We didn't have Kittle. We didn't have Samuel, and he still couldn't get targets. And you guys are making arguments as to why he should be back. But there's other factors to why he couldn't get targets, Mike. We had no offensive line. We had no running backs. We had Bro, nothing. River, I, nah, I'm not. I'm not buying that. River Craycraft got more targets in the game that Sanu got his one catch in than Sanu. And that was with the same no offensive line, no quarterback. That's all I'm saying. It, y'all. y'all I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I see it different. I personally feel you that if you, if you, if you look you. at the injuries and the age and how slow he was, Muhammad Sanu only made this roster because he knew Kyle Shanahan. Okay, so if Muhammad, Sanu, if Muhammad Sanu makes this roster this year, it's only because he knows Kyle Shanahan? Or did he no, go out there I, and prove his I don't, point? I don't, have him, I don't have him making the roster this I know year. you don't. I'm uh-huh. telling you, if he does, then what the hell are you going to say then? I'm going to say go, go out there and kill him, Jersey guy. <laughs> that's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna support whoever makes this roster i'm just saying that okay, i think Mike. like All i right, said from bro. the beginning i think we're in trouble if sanu makes this team he made it two other times last year and couldn't produce so if other guys can't beat him out i think we're in trouble and i think it's a good sign well maybe it's not a good sign the fact that they cut you're just bad because you're going kevin here. white ain't getting no burn this has nothing to do with kevin <laughs> white white no, oh, it, you turned it Tony on me now. Here you no, go. You're gonna, I'm, you're gonna I'm pull not, old I'm not cake. turning it. Nothing to do with what we're talking about and bring I, it up. But it does because there was a wide receiver that was on this team that couldn't get no burn. Yet he was on this team. And I was I haven't said nothing about I said see it's you not, later. I'm just I'm <laughs> I didn't say I you've never heard me complain about uh Mike, you uh, advocated you advocated for Kevin White all Why? last season. Why? Because you Why? felt like he should have got uh-uh. some burn. Where is he from? He from Jersey. And where is Muhammad Sanu from? From Jersey. But you and didn't advocate argue, for Muhammad now, now Sanu. Argue it. But you didn't advocate for Art Muhammad Sanu. Because he's trash. And so was Kevin White. That's why he getting, he got zero throws. <laughs> Kevin White is faster trash <laughs> and healthier trash. Okay. As long as they're trash, that's fine. As long as we're equally trash, yes. that's fine. You want to put healthy trash and fast trash in front of their names? Cool. That's cool. Yes. It's all That's going to the same compactor. But guess, but guess what? Guess what? Trash is still on this team. Muhammad Sanu. Okay, I, I, that, that's all I'm gonna say. Can I just ask you one question? Wayne? You sure can. You can ask me as many questions as you want before I go to bed. So about this topic specifically. So okay. obviously, I'm sure we all have Ayuk and Debo one two. You know, I initially, when Mike made that statement originally, like we're in trouble, was when I was given my my when we were breaking down wide receivers. I remember this conversation because I said that I had him as my number three. And then he has slowly dropped down my list as preseason and training camp have gone on. So after OTAs, he was my number three wide receiver. And so I keep having to drop him down. Where do you have Sanu listed in your six or seven wide receivers that you're keeping? Three or four. Really that high? Three or four. Wow. Okay. I mean, why why wouldn't he be? He tries. I'm just – I'm not. We're so, not ready to so break you're down telling the 53 me, so, debate. So, so you, so, so you're telling me that Jennings is better than Sanu because he's younger right now, and he's and he's produced more all off season. So far, yeah. Every camp that we, every camp report we've heard, every game that we've seen, yes, he has produced way more than Muhammad Sanu. I have. I don't know why I you keep saying you haven't heard anything from camp right. because I heard a shit ton of camp about good things about Sanu. 
on the I first did. day only when he had the fresh. No, leg it was like the first no. week or two. Like, no, that's not true. Okay. It was more than the first day, Mike, but it wasn't long. And maybe that's on. That's the only time they went to Sanu and they started working Jennings into the plan. Like guys get targeted and practice guys so they can work on stuff, man. And so when they started targeting, when they were targeting Sanu, he was the man. We heard about it multiple days. Mike has selective hearing. Then when they started targeting Jennings, we heard about it multiple days. But Mike don't have selective hearing. And so all I'm saying is they get targets, guys, and practice, and they got to go out there and do what they're supposed to do. We don't know if Sheerfield will be number three because we don't know if he can catch Jimmy's balls. We know he can catch Trey Lance balls, but we don't know if he can catch Jimmy's balls. He's a Trey Lance guy. He can catch Jimmy's balls then. Well, Jimmy ain't throwing the ball down the field, and I ain't seen Sheerfield run across the middle on a a six-yard, three-yard catch slant. That ain't his game. So I don't know if he'll be number three. Fair enough. But if he can catch those long balls that are come at him as a rocket, I think he can catch whatever Jimmy. We don't know if Sherfield is number three. He has been mentioned more than Brandon Ayuk in camp, more than Debo Samuel. Then why he not number one and two then, Mike? Because he didn't because he didn't get drafted in the first and second round. That's so what if you come out there and you're better than the number one or number two quote unquote guy? If you're producing, then why you not moved up? Wayne, you don't believe the stuff that's coming out your mouth right now, bro. No, I'm asking a question. <laughs> I, I told you if the I, answer. Yeah, but so if I'm better than you at what you do, I don't get bumped up? No, not if drafted? I'm a first-round pick. The team ain't moving on from me, bro. Okay, okay. You know the way, but I didn't say move on. on. It's just it's just where you – it's where you va- – I'm still going to get reps ahead of you. AJ had- Jenkins was still on the team. He gets surpassed. We, we had Eric Crocker on this show, and he said that he saw people better than D. Milner at the corner <laughs> position. But because of draft politics, Milner still got the reps with the ones and was a starter. That's not my word. That's not Mike's word. That's a former NFL player's word. And he didn't say I was better. He said other people on that team were better. But because of where he was drafted, he got the snaps. I, this isn't me. Make, I'm, I'm, this is no favorite. I don't give a, I don't know. I don't even know where Sherfield's from. I have this has nothing to do with any of my biases, but all, that, that's all I'm saying is that Sherfield's been the biggest name all camp, all preseason. So the, the big, so big, biggest name is just going to get you bumped up to the slot guy. I got you. He's the biggest name because it's because of what he's doing on the field. It's not because his name what? has more letters in it. Right. I mean, Jennings I, might what? be. The that's not what I said. I that's true. Jennings. That's true. Jennings is up there too. Jennings is right there too. See, I think Jennings and Sherfield are three, four, and I haven't made up my mind how I'm going to rank them yet. But I know that they're making this roster. At least from my perspective, they should be making this roster. It's possible Sanu doesn't make the cut. It is, but then it comes down to the production from or the health from from Jennings. Who guess where he's not? See, I I I would agree. He's not not, not on the field. I think it's Hurd is the one. I think it's Hurd and Sanu are at the bottom the bubble. I like that. I, I like it. If, if Hurt is not healthy or he doesn't look promising after this week, then I think that they're going to have to figure out a way to put him somewhere else, and then Sanu makes the 53. And vice versa, if he shows up and can play and makes it out this week healthy, there's a good chance that he makes the. I mean, they've stuck with him for the last three years or last two years. And, you know, so they're going to want to see what they can get out of him in the real season, in the regular season. All right. I got a few more things for us to try to quickly run through here. Let's let's try here. We're going to start with a video. OK, uh, Kyle Shanahan was asked today at a presser uh, if he was willing to name a starter for week one. He said no. But they said, do you have an idea of who your starter is going to be? He said, yes, but I'm still not telling you. 
right? Kyle walks away from the podium, and the next speaker is, you guessed it, Jimmy Garoppolo. Not Jimmy a good Garoppolo <laughs> was asked very, very similar questions, and this is what Jimmy had to say and show. Kyle said he had a pretty good idea he'd be the starting quarterback in week one. Do you have a pretty good idea? Oh, uh, yeah, I have a pretty good idea. <laughs> he was smiling about it. That must mean something, right? Uh, it's whatever he decides, yeah. I'll, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have a pretty good idea. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now and everything, and just the offense as a whole. Uh, but, yeah, Kyle's ahead. He is a horrible poker player. <laughs> this man showed all 32 of his teeth at the same time he was smiling so hard. All 32 teeth. He couldn't stop. He tried. He literally tried wiping the smile off of his face, and he couldn't do it. Kyle just gave him a, a, a Valentine's Day card and says, you're the one. <laughs> nice, that's, Wayne. That's, that's what he got. He says you're 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 you want to be my lover. That's what that is, yo. Is Jimmy Garoppolo the official starter, guys? Not until Kyle says so, but it's sure. No, he, he, do doesn't, he, do does, he doesn't. He does He doesn't have to say it. He doesn't. Have Jimmy to. said it for him. <laughs> Kyle, wait, but they asked Kyle too, and Kyle Kyle kind of pretty much made it a weird clear that Jimmy's the guy. Not only because he made it seem like Trey Lance just not ready. Right, That's what he it wasn't was. Anywhere near as, uh, and Kyle was smiling. Expressions like no, Jimmy, Jimmy, was. Jimmy was Jimmy was smiling for a dental commercial. Yeah, I'm the starter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Man. it was just funny. He couldn't contain himself. It was that he, was funny. He couldn't at all. And if you you know what's funny is that I went back and I looked at the pressers following uh, the joint practice with the Chargers. I watched the the, the post game pressers. And because they didn't have that podium right there, Jimmy Jimmy had his arms locked behind his back. Never touched his face during those pressers. All serious talking, da 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 da. And this one, he reverted back to the like he's a, giving a pitcher a signal or some shit out there on the field. He was back to doing all this hand stuff. Nick, does Jimmy body language say that he knows he's a starter? Yeah, I mean. You would think that's what it is. Um, it could also just be like, you know, wish I knew kind of knew too, but he, Jimmy's just – these guys are all tired of the questions. He said he knew. He didn't say he knew. Oh, 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 here we go. Listen closely. Kyle said he had a pretty good idea he'd be the starting quarterback in week one. Do you have a pretty good idea? Oh, uh, yeah, I have a pretty good idea. <laughs> he was smiling about it. That must mean something, right? Uh, it's whatever he decides. Yeah, I'll. Uh, <laughs> I, I I have a pretty good idea. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now and everything, and just the offense as a whole. Uh, but yeah, Kyle's the head. He said he had a pretty good idea. Yeah, but I'm saying with his body language and given how we know this situation has unfolded from the beginning, if he was thought anything other than that he was the starter, that would not have been his demeanor at all. Plus, he said, "Yeah." I have a pretty good idea. He knows. Now he said, yeah. <laughs> I have a pretty good idea. He knows. And let me tell you, I'm not smiling that hard if a rookie just took my job from me. It's not happening. I went and did the interview. <laughs> Find somebody else to talk to them. I'm not doing it today. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Okay. So um, 
you know, there was a couple of other things that came out uh, following Jimmy's uh, presser today. Uh, some 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 little nuggets that he he got there. Uh, here was here was one that was uh, I thought was an interesting update. Uh, he spoke about how they need to learn to manage going on and off the field, similar to what Saints did with Breeze and Hill. Garoppolo picked Breeze's brain about the process when the team was in SoCal for joint practices. So apparently, Drew Breeze was around for some talking to, and he says, "Hey, how do you handle coming off the field? How do you handle coming off the field uh, when Taysom Hill?" Was coming in for you on certain plays. What's your mindset? How do you stay in the rhythm of the game and so on and so forth? Does this mean that we're going to really be getting these packages? I mean, Garoppolo admitted to having those conversations. Yeah, but you also heard Kittle say that a while ago. It wasn't that it was new news. It was just redundant, like it uh, reiterating that that we're probably going to see what some people don't want to see with uh-huh. using Trey situationally. You know, a lot of people, a lot of fans would like to see us shit or get off the pot, really, right? We're going to either go oh, with Jimmy yeah. or we're going to roll with Trey, one or the other. But um, it sounds like in, from multiple instances that, in fact, they're going to do some sort of the Saints, Breeze, Taysom Hill type arrangement. This whole thing is to benefit Trey Lance. And I was listening to Chris Biederman and Kyle Matson, I believe it was. And Chris Biederman kind of said something to me that stood out, right? Kyle Shanahan is giving – while Kyle Shanahan is denying this is a competition, he's giving every opportunity for Trey Lance to take it, right? He says pretty much Kyle doesn't want to go and tell Jimmy that he's been unthroned. He wants Trey to tell him that he's been unthroned. So basically – What I mean by that is is Trey going out there with his play and giving and taking the job. Whereas he hasn't done that yet. He hasn't, he hasn't done that yet, but the more and more snaps and reps he gets. And as you, uh, Kyle Shanahan doesn't have to throw him in there for series this this year in the games or situations or anything like that. Right. We know that he doesn't have to do that. This is, this is basically feeding him. Like, here's your reps. Here's your things you're getting. Here's the way to learn. This is this this move right here tells me that not only does it benefit the 49ers, but it benefits everybody that wants Trey Lance to start. Because that's what this move is. It's a it's a hidden behind the scenes power move to get Trey Lance snaps in the regular season to get him caught up to what he needs to know. And he may not just come in and run. He may come in and run yep. regular plays, but just the thought of the process of him being on the field it's going to be 11 on 11 football, but he gets to get better at his post snaps. He gets to look better at his pre snaps. He gets to learn as he's doing that. And he, all the pressure is not on him. And it also, yeah, it also puts the opposing defensive, you know, defense in the mindset. They have to prepare for two different styles of quarterback. Here's the so one thing. I, the one thing I disagree with what Nick just said was right at the end there. Uh, he's going to get pre snap looks and that. No, if they send Trey Lance in, it's going to be to run a specific play. I don't think it's going. he's going out there with, oh, read the defense, dissect it, and then call the play. They're sending him in there. No, with, no, 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 no. I'm this. not saying that. I'm oh, saying he's going said, to be able to recognize defenses. He don't, And that's what I'm saying. I disagree with that. He's going to go out there to go run a play. He's yes, not going he's out there to run the play, defense. but he's still going to know what defense they're in. 
He's still going to be able to free and post snap reads. I guess we have different meanings of he's going to recognize the defense, but all right, I, I, it's. You're thinking when you go up to the line and you want to call a play, you're going to recognize the defense and call a play off of what you're based in. I'm saying that no matter what the play is, he's going to know he's going to see different looks of way the defenses are set up. When he comes up to under center, he's going to see how the defense is set up. That's a pre-snap look. Then once the play goes, he's going to know what players did for the post-snap look. So he's going to learn both of them, no matter what the play is. It, it the the defense is going to shift to or play or move around and do things, and he's going to be able to see that. Yeah, but what Mike is saying is he's coming out to run a specific joint. Get out there. He has nothing to do with what the defense is doing, though. He knows the play. Once he lines up, the defense is going to – once they come out out of the huddle, the defense is going to line up into a pre-snap scheme. He's going to see that. It doesn't matter what play is designed. You don't – the defense isn't called off just what, what play is called. No, like – you line up at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So he's going to be able to see the defense move right. to adapt to what they're doing. That's a pre-snap. They're not like, hey guys, we're we're calling this play, and they're set up already on the football field as Correct. the Niners come out of the huddle. Correct. They they adjust. That's pre-snap. But so I had to I had to throw this up. It's gonna help Trey Lance. And that's Go what it's gonna do. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I threw this up here because I love what he said, but even more so, I love the picture that he uses because that smile's ridiculous. <laughs> I thought that was well done too. I, I looked at that smile right away and was yep. like smiling about it. So <laughs> I like that. All right. So that's the news from Jimmy here. Uh, there was another Jimmy, uh, some more news from Jimmy here. And to go along with this interesting 49ers practice today, Lance took a handful of snaps with the ones. Uh, one play was a pitch back to Debo and another was to Jalen Hurd. Garoppolo saw a little time behind the twos. Then we saw Garoppolo and Lance switch every other snap for four plays. Uh, and then this was later on uh, confirmed by Chris Biederman. Um, pretty much saying the same thing. That was an interesting practice. Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance received roughly equal reps with the starters during the move the ball period. So this is not in here to talk about the move the ball period, but because their language is almost similar, did the team feed these guys some information just to say and tweet out? I didn't see David Lombardi tweet that. I didn't see Burroughs tweet that. I didn't see Mayoko tweet that. It was specifically these two people after Kyle and Jimmy spoke at the podium. You got to remember that it was pressers and then practice. Right. Were these two guys, were these two beat writers fed this information to tweet out? No? Just the way no, I think I think um I think Lombardi did tweet something out. He said something about um Jimmy got five snaps with this team and the other and then Trey got four five with this team and five with the ones and five with the twos. Jimmy got five here and four there. Like he I I, I saw that tweet, but I'm not sure. Uh, oh, yeah. So David Lombardi tweeted out, will we ever see a more interesting 49ers practice than today? Debut of in-drive quarterback mix and match. Nick Bosa's return. Jaquaski Tart's return. Jalen Hurd's two nice games. D Ford impressive. 
all within game week practice. Only open to the media due to the NFL rule quirk. So he used the word interesting. Yeah. Chris Biederman used the word interesting. She used the word interesting. All in the first sentence of their tweets. Listen, I'm the biggest conspiracy theorist in the world, so I might be looking into this way too much. I have never seen practice described the same exact way by three different beat writers, all with using the word interesting in their introductory sentence. I'm just saying. Do you I watch their like, Twitter? Because it's like always the same shit. Where it's always the same much. stuff, yeah. No, like, it's, it's the like, same. It's, it they discuss the same plays and stuff like that. And but the wording in the same ways. Yeah. Sometimes I see Tracy Sandler and Jennifer Lee Chan and Matt Barrows have exactly the same exact tweet. If word they're discussing word. a specific play, yes. I don't know, Mike. I, like, the word interest, well, all right. I mean, never mind. Uh, I guess so. All right. I'm, it's, it's fine. I'm looking into it too much. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. All right. Let me ask you guys this question. You ever see these uh man versus machine shows or there was this there was this um it was a fictional show on Discovery Channel where they have like a, a saber-toothed tiger versus uh an alligator or a hippo and they do like this uh I AI you know digital reenactment where they have them fight. This used to come on Discovery Channel. Nobody's ever seen that before. Uh-uh. I don't care. I'm gonna ask y'all this question anyway. Sure. Who would win in a fight? A silverback gorilla or a grizzly bear? A silverback gorilla. Silverback. I'm going with the bear. Well, the bear's got teeth and muscles, but the uh, and claws. Right, but the, the silverback smarter, like bigger. literally a gorilla could take the bear's arms and just rip them off. Yeah, like they're just ridiculous. They're smarter, bigger, and stronger. Well, guess and what? They, and they're they can use their hands. All three of you guys are wrong. Because today we saw a bear <laughs> go against the silverback, and it was a stalemate, according to Jennifer Lee Chan. Just saw our first rep of Trent Williams versus Nick Bosa one on one. Stalemate. Bosa got pressure, but Williams didn't let him touch the quarterback. Ha! How's that for a teaser? Come on, that was a good setup. That no? was a good setup, Mike. I'll Come give on, you that. Guys. That wasted that wasted three minutes of my sleep time right there. <laughs> it was 30 seconds. Come on, man. Oh, y'all, God, it's after God. midnight, guys. Come that on. Was pretty now. Hard, go to bed. That, that was pretty good. It was it was Bosa's first uh game back here. So I did want to talk about at the very bottom here. We talked about all the other return. Uh, Nick Bosa got about eight snaps in team drills. This is the most he's gotten, obviously, all season long. I won't I won't make us talk about all of that stuff there. Um, because it wasn't anything super duper important. Uh, so that's really that's really it for today, guys. Um, we got we got Bosa play this weekend at all. Does he? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Any snaps at all? I think so. Yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say yes. I think he does. I, I don't think so. I think so. I don't think I don't even think I want him to, but that wasn't the question. <laughs> no, I know, but I said I don't think so, and then I don't think I want him to either. Right. Why? No, no, go ahead. You're good. You're good. You're good. Why don't you want him to? I just don't think I need him to take these these snaps in this particular game. I'd rather see. I mean, he's like a couple of practices. He's finally getting into the practices. I think we can just let Bosa loose week one. 
This is how I look at it. I understand what you're saying, and I and I would agree from my perspective. But I think Bosa wants to play on Sunday. I just mm. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I want him to play, whether it's one series or not, is to get over that mind. The the mindset of letting him know that he can do these types of things, because. But how does one series get uh, get you over the mind thing? I know I said whether it's one series or not, I want him out there to get over. Yeah, but let's say it's one series. What if that doesn't do it? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like if I just I just feel like if Bosa's gonna go out, he needs to be all in. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, why waste his anything on a game that means nothing, like opposed to a game that means everything? And so, like, well, it doesn't think, mean anything in the box score, but it means a lot for the player because he's got to get A, up to speed. B, he's coming back off an injury. Yeah, but he's not playing player. a lot. So if he plays one series, how's that getting him up to speed? Like, I well, get well, I get, I get, get what you're saying. We're talking about a player with a prime value coming off this injury, and God forbid something goes wrong, and next thing you know, you just wasted whatever on a meaningless thing. And so it's just like, you can get him up to speed week one. You don't got to work him that hard the first game. You ease him in. You got I think it's going to be player-driven, though. I think Bosa's going to want to be out there. Oh, I get that. I get his mindset. And he wants to be back with that with his, with his brothers on the battlefield. You know, he's spent the whole year out. Too. I'm, like, I'm with <laughs> you guys. And, like, I'm with you guys on this whole, like, how would it keep the starters off the field? But then again, I'm like, why are we babying these guys? Like, they're, are we though? They're grown ass professional. Do any other team sit all their starters? I'm no. not saying sit all the starters, but there's certain. Pro- Bro, we we talked about sitting the whole entire offensive line. Don't let Trent Williams play. Don't let Alex Mack but, play. But, That's but, the same that we've been seeing in preseason. I guess with them playing, what does it do? It doesn't do anything. It gets chemistry. It might do something for them. But they've had chemistry all practice, Nick. And so they they like they're it's playing. not chemistry though. It, it's. Okay. It's I chemistry, but it's going up I, against the same exact looking defense. I, I understand that, bro. Like I totally do. But hey, it, I mean, to each their own. I mean, maybe it comes down to if they want to do it or not. I'm not gonna be mad if they do it. But do you want D Ford out there too? You want? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we want them out there, but do we want them out? There? Like, come on, man. We talk about a, a game against a a team that's gonna try to enforce their will on us just because it's it's the battle of the bay it's all this type of stuff and it's just like i'm not babying them i'm just like they don't really need to play yeah i'm not saying us in general i'd rather i'd rather see my man Jalen moore get these reps against these strong dudes because he's gonna have to be the anchor for the season like he is right now winning that spot of that you know that swing tackle so let him he's been doing it all we might not even see Jalen moore we might we see might. Sean Coleman in there. Yep. I hope not. Not to start I, the game. No, I, will no, say, the I will say this to uh to everybody's point. Nick, you asked um the other teams sit all their starters. After joint practices, yes. Most teams yeah, usually sit practice, their starters yeah. after those games. So I was surprised that Jimmy went out there at all, even uh last week. But uh the other question was uh why should we put Bosa out there? Jimmy said after the first game, uh, it felt good to get back out there. I kind of wanted to get hit so I can get back into it and just get over that mental hurdle. Uh, he was like, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. He didn't get hit, and he said, unfortunately, it didn't happen. 
Uh, these people, these athletes need it's it, it's for them. It's not for us. It's not for the coaches. I, I, I they need it. to go in there and make that contact at full speed to mentally get over. And say, okay, you know what? I'm officially back. Uh, we we've heard Bosa talk about his recovery. Uh, he goes, one week you can't run, the next week you can, and then you can jump. And he goes, you just gotta go through the process and trust the process step by step. He says, and I'm always looking to take that next step as soon as possible, or whatever the, whatever his wording was. And then you even heard Kyle say that we've been holding him back. He's been wanting to get out there, and we're the ones that's been holding him back, making him stick to the schedule at hand. So, I mean, I, I think it's more mental than it is like they need to do it or anything. I think they want to do it like someone, I think it was Brian that might have just said it, so the players that want to get out there and do it, you know, just give them a play to go ahead and make that contact and say, you know, welcome back. You did it with the team. This is your first day with uh, 11 on 11s. And now you want to know that you can go out there and really do it full speed and and just see, you know, and then go go sit down. I don't care if it's just one play, but let and, them get over the, whatever their mental hurdle. And may that's be. just my thing is, like, I don't see what the difference is be between playing now or going into week one. Like, it, it, you have the same opportunity chance of getting injured in, in both settings. And if you haven't played football. Because one doesn't mean shit and the other one does. Like, like that's what it is. Like, so you, you're playing a preseason game that does nothing. And then you're playing a, a a week one game where your team can be one and zero and start a trajectory of of winning and blah 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 blah. If you get hurt in it, it sucks. But like you're right. But I just don't think that the preseason game I think is meaningless far as whatever other than the fact that players that need to get over whatever they need to get over. I guess. And, and not only that, way. see it that way, but I think from the players' perspective is why I said that is. Right. I think that but, they're going to want to get out there to get that mental rust off of them or whatever for those that haven't got a chance to play yet. Okay, I, I'm not and, disagreeing with you. I'm just telling you what I would, what I think. That's all right. And yeah, not no, only to what Wayne was arguing about with it, you about it, and not only to what Wayne was just saying about it being a meaningless game, but for a guy coming back from a knee or a leg injury, he he can go out there and play on Sunday, or he can have two more weeks of healing just to make sure he's completely healed. I think when recovering from an injury, that's something else that you got to keep in mind. Also, will these two more weeks help? You get what I'm saying? So I, I it, it, it goes hand. It, it depends on the individual and the injury plus, like, and all that. They go out there, right? They play one play, two series, whatever. Then they got 15 more days where they're going to be practicing against each other. So I mean, if it helps them mentally, cool. But do they really need to go out there and do it? I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily think so. But again, it's to each their own. Players do whatever they want. That's why they get paid. I want some oatmeal. I want some cream of wheat. I want some sleep. <laughs> or grits. All right, guys. <laughs> grits. How you like? Never mind. I ain't gonna do this. I'm not gonna turn it. I up. do my grits with sugar, bro. Sugar and butter. That's how I do them. I'm from up north. I ain't the salt and pepper mother freaker, yo. I do sugar and butter. That's how I do them. Is, is B looking at the screen? I'm going to take this damn comment off. He's probably over there. That's what I was looking for. It. I was trying to make sure I was spelling it right before I put oh, it in. Okay. The oh, okay. There it is. There it is there. You guys are asking for the link for that hat. I've seen Trey and Trent wearing it. I don't know if I've seen the other Niner players Trent wearing Trent is hat. actually wearing the red one with the one Breezy's got. Trent's actually yeah. wearing that in their on their website as part of their like he's the model for their hats. Nice, nice silverback. <laughs> he should get that joint in the silver. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, uh, okay. So you guys got the link there, guys. That's gonna do it for us here tonight. We want to thank you all for your time. 
Fellas, you guys got final thoughts or you just want to go home? How, how do y'all want to I'm, I'm ready home, so I'm just going to go to bed. Love y'all. You know me. I just want to say, I'm good. when a person says F me, it takes a lot out of me not to say something back. But I love you. I just wanted you to know that. All right? Oh, and yeah. make sure you guys tune in tomorrow because we're doing a Nitty Gritty Niners show and, and we're going to be uh, breaking down the game for this weekend. Who said F you? Just it's in there. Friday for us here, right? Friday we're gonna do a show, and then Friday we'll be back here on Nothing But Niners. Spread the love, spread the love. F you, very crazy. For me, final thoughts are always gonna be the <laughs> I same. Love you. Uh, like, I love you. There's different opinions out there. You know, respect each other's opinion. Be passionate about what you believe in. But Absolutely. treat everybody with respect and you know fairly and and love one another. Um, Yo, I hope we got this season going, man. I'm excited because I I need a pack of oatmeal. <laughs> now you want him going to eat this oatmeal. Yo, it's crazy because that stuff man. is high in carbs, yo, but it's like so good. It's like so good. You know what's high in cereal is high in carbs, point blank, period. But I'll have two or three bowls, man, if that junk is right. I tell you. Woo! I don't need any wa- milky sawdust. Thanks. No, I'm good. All right, boys. I love you, but I got to be up in two hours. So you. long day, bro. Appreciate right. you guys. And my final thoughts are going to be this, guys. Do not be afraid of differing opinions. All right. We see it all over Twitter. It's all over the 49ers faithful uh, in-house, at a house and all around. Do not be afraid of varying opinions. It is not a personal attack. It is just that person's opinion. Be open minded. Be closed minded. Just don't be offended. That's going to do it for us here tonight. We thank you all for your time and your patience. And guys, no we're going to get up out of here. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain, but always remain faithful. We out of here. Mahalo and Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey. See, I'ma confess it We under the pressure If you looking to find us We them nothing but niners We nothing but niners We nothing but niners We nothing but niners We nothing